0: Thanks for checking in. My name is Dan McNeil. It's the Danny Mac Podcast, and it's late getting to you today. My apologies on that. I ran into a few hiccups earlier today. Specifically, I struggled to make speech And that makes for a decent podcast when you can make some sense out of it. It might even get me in Jeff Agris, top 20 broadcasters of 2024. He's the fine media critic for the Chicago Sun-Times. Time allows in just a little bit. I will get to his best 20 local sports broadcasters in 2023. It was in the Sun-Times two weeks ago, right around two weeks ago, the 18th of January. I want to let you know that when it comes to the big game, bet rivers is offering a second chance bet on your first same game parlay on the big one place, a qualifying same game parlay on the big game. And if your bet loses, you get a bonus bet equal to your wager with your same game parlay. You can earn a square that can be worth as much as ten grand. Think about how you could spray ten grand around. See the Bet Rivers app for full details and bet on the big game at Bet Rivers. Last weekend, I kept my money in my pocket. I'm, with my apologies to the people who employ me at Bet Rivers, I didn't feel good about those games. I kind of thought Kansas City would win, but I didn't feel good enough to lay the points or actually they were getting points. So pardon me there. I, I even called money line, but I stayed away. And the result is I have a ton to play with this week. And if I can find prop bets on the broadcast team of Jim Nance and Tony Romo, damn it. I'm going to make some moves there too. Let's get right to the national gnashing of teeth this week. We have a lot of problems in America. Gun control, crime control, terrible. Immigration remains a problem. There's an election around the corner, has a lot of people very concerned. All the while, there's a broadcast crisis in America because Tony Romo has gone bad and the world won't have it. I feel guilty about this. I was on the ground floor of this shit. I was. In 2017, when Jaws dropped around the country because Tony Romo could correct, uh, correctly predict plays after studying the game tape and looking at formations and shifts and all those things, down and distance tendencies, everybody was so, my God, is he good. He's, he was enthusiastic. I liked that part of Romo as a rookie broadcaster in 17. I thought it was a shame CBS jumped him over everybody without having any apprenticeship served. It helped Greg Olson to do studio work before he actually sat down in the booth. Olson has emerged as America's favorite analyst appears. He was playing for his job this past week in the NFC title game, even though he knows he doesn't have it anymore. The number one will be Tom Brady, along with his $365 million deal from Fox. I'll get to Olson and his partner, who has eluded... Criticism because most of it goes on the analyst, Kevin Burkhart, in a bit, but I want to focus primarily on Romo. I think what people have seen that I saw way back was as you listen to him over a long period of time, you realize he is not very well prepared. He doesn't study the rosters well enough. He should know more guys than he does, he should give you more names and more background stories. I'd love to be entertained and he can do that from time to time. You know, in his first year, they're doing a game at Lambeau field and Romo, for those of you don't know, is from Wisconsin and they show a shirtless Packers fan. I think it was cold weather and Romo said, good to see dad got a ticket for the game. That's funny stuff. That's good stuff. That's why we liked him. Not so much predicting plays. My high school football coach, Dave Shelbourne can look at four or five game tapes of a team And tell you what they're likely to run. And with a high degree of accuracy, you don't have to be a doctorate in football to be able to determine those things, especially if you're a quarterback, as Romo was, as Coach Shelbourne was. So that didn't. That didn't awe me as much as it did the rest of the world. Steve Stone locally got a lot of credit over the years in baseball booths for being able to predict what pitch was going to be thrown when a hit and run was on, blah, blah, blah. That didn't do it for me. The lack of preparation from Romo is is not as annoying as when Tony gets lost, and he got lost a handful of times in the AFC title game. He was as confused as the day is long on the Roquan Smith personal foul penalty late in the game. And among his critics, at the, at the high end of the food chain, you've got Richard Deitch, who's always been one of my favorite media writers. And he wrote in The Athletic critically. Uh, Chris Russo, uh, the Mad Dog, I didn't punch play, but a ton of people did because it's getting millions of, not millions, but lots of retweets and likes. And he's doing his job by terror, terrorizing Tony Romo because he was <laughs> dreadful. He really was. Uh, locally Jim O'Donnell barbecued uh, the broadcast crews and even in compliment when he's complimenting Olson, he managed to sideswipe him too and I can't remember which broadcaster he was referring to but he called he called something that's nails on a chalkboard for him audio waterboarding Uh, you could read O'Donnell in the Daily Herald It, it was it's inexcusable to to not know personnel it's Incomprehensible to me, this deep into his career, he's getting lost as much as he is on things that are happening in the game. He loses track sometimes of rules of when a quarterback should be clocking the ball when Dallas did its exit or, or Swan Song in week 18 a few years ago. Romo was on the call and he was he was lost. Is Romo going to prepare, knowing he's getting creamed from Seattle to Miami? on talk shows, on social media. You know, does he care at 17 Mildo a year? I don't know. It's got to hurt a little bit because he was loved five years ago. And now people are seeing him for what I saw a while ago, ill-prepared. The Chiefs defense is one of the biggest reasons they're playing in Las Vegas next weekend. Romo knows Chris Jones, number 95, and Spaggs, defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola. Yeah, Spags. Spags does this. What did he say two weeks ago when assessing the Chiefs' defense? He said something that is like, man, what the hell is he trying to say? They're very challenging in their concepts. Humor us with specifics. What are those comments or uh, concepts and what makes them challenging? I don't know what he's saying. You got a lot of great players on Kansas City's defense, it's not just Jones, Nick Bolton's a stud. The kid from Purdue, George Karloftis, number 56, Boiler Up, has become a real good pass rusher. Took him a little while last year as a rookie, but he's gotten really good. In the secondary, Justin Reed is a six-year guy, a third-round pick of the Texans. He's a physical player. You don't have many of those guys in the league anymore, and Romo doesn't talk about these guys. Other guys, Willie Gay, is Snead, these are great football players on the Kansas City roster. I know people are there to salivate over Mahomes, and nobody slurps quarterbacks better than Romo. Goodness, I don't know which guy he most wants to get away for a weekend with, if it's Mahomes or Josh Allen. They're both really, really good players, one of them flirting with being the best of all time at the age of 28. Because whether we like it or not, and success has them and enemies, Patrick Mahomes is doing shit that is unprecedented, man. Four Super Bowls in five years, probably three wins. You know, I I don't see him losing because like Gretzky, like Jordan, like Brady, when the chips are on the line, Mahomes is going to win him. So I get it, I get it. That that's what people want to hear about. Romo's a quarterback. He should be playing the hits. I, I feel a little bit guilty how harsh the criticism is because it goes way beyond and it's what social media is all about. And I know this is hypocritical a glass house because I've been rough on guys over the years. I'm tough on broadcasters. I earned a living in it. I studied it. I paid my dues in it. I expect guys who were at the highest level to do their goddamn jobs. I don't think that's too much to ask. I don't think I should be there. I'm not Come Are you kidding me? <laughs> Just. You're the number one perform like it. Olsen was so well prepared. And things Greg Olsen does that a lot of other guys don't do, especially Romo, recognize defensive players, how guys get off blocks, how they play fundamentally. He's keeping his shoulders square square, parallel to the line of scrimmage. Look how he keeps his play side arm free, sheds the blocker, and attacks the ball carrier. Little Frank Broyles for you. Uh, Keith Jackson's old partner on college football on ABC. Greg's very good. There's a pity party being thrown for him now, coast to coast, because he's out and Brady is in. He'll survive. He'll do just fine. There are going to be changes next year in some of these booths. Some studio shows, for all I know, will have some new faces on them, and they need some new blood, frankly. I don't care for a lot of these... Play-by-play guys. I think play-by-play is way worse than the analysts. The analysts talk more, and they're supposed to be the entertainers. Um, so they're going to garner more criticisms than a play-by-play man, but it's they're pretty milk toast, isn't it? You got Joe Buck and everybody else. Mike Tirico's all right, but when Kevin Burkhardt is your number one, and he's a fine broadcaster, he calls a clean game. But he doesn't have cachet. He doesn't have a bigness factor. He, I can't, I can't imagine a guy who's number one in a network doing a Super Bowl who has less of what they call a Q rating, a familiarity factor, than Burkhart, who last weekend said, um, "That's a whole other thing." Oh boy, oh boy. I hope he paid attention the day they taught English at his high school or college. But he needs to reexamine whole another thing and. He made a mistake and he corrected it. I think someone in the truck told him you had that wrong. He was talking about the 1983 Detroit lions and he said, Barry Sanders. And I'm thinking Barry Sanders wasn't even in Stillwater, Oklahoma yet play for the Cowboys where he won the Heisman trophy in 83. He's a baby in 83. He doesn't mean Barry. And he comes back a minute or so later and he says, I said, Barry Sanders, I meant Barry Sims. I'm like, Who's Barry Sims? Oh, Billy Sims. Okay. Barry Sanders, Oklahoma State. Billy Sims, Oklahoma. Got that. Let's move along. You can do better in in an NFL booth than Burkhart. Joe Davis, smiling Joe, who looks like the dorky attorney in Major League, uh, who is dating Lynn. (laughs) who uh, <laughs> Tom Beringer's ex and Beringer gets the girl back at the end. That's exactly who Joe Day, smiling Joe Davis is. I would yeah, you can have him. Uh, looking forward to the Super Bowl. Over under on Romo defensive players recognized on each team. I'll set it at two and a half. Two and a half guys, each team. He actually mentions and talks about other than them making a tackle or an interception or a sack. Actually filling in the blanks. Jeff Agrist is the Sun-Times media critic, and he, on January 19th, 18th, uh, wrote a review of his top 20 broadcasters in Chicago for 2023, and Randy Merkin, who gets all the guests on the show, and uh, and Delavitt, Adam Delavitt, Baby Capone, in our weekly 20-minute or so staff meeting to talk about content, guests, et cetera, they were poking me. They said, why don't you comment on Agrest's column? So I dug into the Agress column, refreshing myself. And I want to talk about it just a little bit, radio and TV. It's not just sports talk show host. It's play by play guys. It's people who do television studio shows. It was all encompassing. He considered more than 100 local broadcasters for this. And he came up with the number one broadcaster in 2023 automatically because he was enshrined in Cooperstown, sort of. You got the Ford Frick uh, recognition. Pat Hughes from Cubs Radio. John Shiambi, Boog Shiambi, was rated very high. I think third. Woo! Woo! I, I, Jeff's tastes, they're not mine. His flavor doesn't have to be my flavor. But if you wonder why baseball ratings, while up last year, have been bad for a long time, it's because there's way too much old school in these booths. There's way too much uh, the colors of teams' trousers and in his praise of Shiambi Agrist commented on how delightful Jim Deshays is Deshays made me laugh a few years ago when he referenced a really fun bad early 70s movie called Billy Jack a period piece with Tom Laughlin he was liking Cubs right-hander Jake Arrieta to Billy Jack and I laughed it's funny but I'm thinking I'm an old man. I'm at the end of the demo here and this is this is several years ago. I'm now 62. That's a long time ago when Billy Jack was was something that was a part of American culture. And it went away as quickly as it arrived. But some of us remember it. And uh, I just you, you got to have guys reaching younger audiences. You know, Chip Carey sounded like he was 70 when he was 35. Old Glory flying in the Wrigley Field breeze today. Give me some fresh voices. Adam Amin is one of those voices. He finished second in the AGRIST ratings. I'm told he does a great description of Bulls games. I will take your word for it. Uh, that's something I don't consume. And because I don't consume NBA, well, whether it's on TV or on Sports Talk, I have to qualify any comments I make about Chicago Sports Talk Radio today, the terrestrial world, living in a terrestrial world, I don't have – I'm a tough customer because there's a lot of things I don't want to sit around for. The NBA, and they should be talking about the Bulls, the trading deadline is around the corner, and they're stuck with Zach. They should be doing that. It's just not for me. Uh, There are other things that are not for me. The day after the AFC-NFC championship games, I don't want to hear a long form on the Bears' defensive coordinator. I will in a few days, but on this day, let me bask in the aftermath of what was one of the best football viewing days in years. I'm not saying it was the best, but Sunday's championship games kicked effing ass, didn't they? Those were fun. That's all I wanted to hear about, and it didn't take me long to tire on the hatred over Taylor Swift being a Chiefs fan. Her boyfriend is a real good player. He's maybe going to be regarded the best at his position, Travis Kelsey. If you hate it, you're not, it's not going away. I don't want to jump up and down about it. There's been way too much said about this already. Man, drive me off this picture, America. You can choose to not let it bother you if it bothers you. I'm not going to tell you to do that, but you you might be doing yourself a favor if you do. So when I critique sports radio, terrestrial, it comes from a place of telling you up front, I don't listen to things that aren't NFL slash bears, entertainment away from sports. I'm down for that. If the producer of the Parkinson Spiegel show Shane Reardon wants to talk about how he's handling his meat this weekend. Sign me up. I like that kind of conversation. If guys want to talk about relationships, about restaurants, when Dan Bernstein makes love to food, I'm in for that. And by the way, it might surprise you that after my dismissal from the score in September of 2020, Dan Bernstein has remained in my life via digital communication. He occasionally will shoot me a text out of the blue. And I sometimes we've been bonding over the movie The Menu from last year because we both love the dark and his wife Beth loves the dark. And we exchange thoughts about things that aren't necessarily sports related. He has been a supporter. Not everybody has been that way for me. And I accept that. I know I disappointed a lot of people when I tweeted something that was inappropriate. It took me two years to realize why it was wrong. I deny that what I wrote about Maria Taylor's wardrobe was misogynistic. It was it, that, that doesn't mean it was right. If I discouraged young men or women, doesn't from being sports broadcasters, because man, look at the sharks that swim in the water. That bothers me. Took me two years to get to that. I wish I wouldn't have done it. It's a tough enough fucking business without having that shit going on from veteran broadcasters. I I didn't mean it to be hurtful. It was a terrible, terrible idea. Uh, Spur of the moment, trying to get the quick laugh, guess what? You're out now, and you got to live with that. And I do. And those guys do not have anything I want, so I'm not bitter about what they have. I don't want a full-time chair again because a lot of you continue to ask and thank you for being curious about that. I'm not good enough to do that anymore. I don't want to follow every Now, if I were invited in to do some occasional programming, yeah, I'd like to do that. That would be fun. You know, I, I don't need the king's chair. I don't even need a regular chair, uh, you know, but if somebody wanted to bring me off the bench, I'd be pretty good at that. Bernstein, Holmes, and Rahimi Layla Rahimi, uh, Lawrence Holmes, all graded very high in the agrist ratings. I like all of them individually. I don't think the sum of the parts reflects the quality of of the individual components. That's just me. You may disagree. That's why there's vanilla. That's why there's chocolate. Did Swirsky crack top 20? Uh, boy, he's furious, man. He's taking a stance on things this week. You see him. He's defending Taylor Swift's right to cheer. And he also says, I'm 70 and I'm going to work, man. Uh, stepping out, stepping out against ageism. <laughs> okay. Uh, stay tuned tomorrow when Chuck tweets about how he thinks cancer is off. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I love the dude. He had a positive impact on my career many years ago. But some things are, are are funny. I enjoy all of the guys who are doing it from time to time. Sports Talk in Chicago, I'm talking about. Bernstein, Holmes, Rahimi, uh, Yurko, and Carmen make me laugh. I root more than anybody for Parkins and Spiegel. Those are my guys. What Parkins has been through uh, in the last couple of years, last four years now, with the premature birth of his son, Owen, he and Steph's son, Owen, the subsequent continued deterioration of his father, Big Game Tom's health, and then his brother Brad battling like a son of a bitch to to step on geoblastoma. Danny, Danny's been through some shit, and a lot of people didn't know, don't know this about about Parkins. When he was a kid, he went through some real hellishness with scoliosis and had surgeries and it uh, it was heartbreaking you know you want to be you want to be an athlete when you're 8 9 10 years old and your vision of what you're going to be like is is shattered and it's not you know obviously it's not critical he he's he walks he he's he's functional but when if i were 10 and they told me not only will you not play center field for the Cubs, you won't be able to make your high school baseball team. It would have devastated me. So Parkins chose words as weapons to make his way into the sports world. And that makes him one of the toughest son of a bitches. I know Spiegel's pretty, fu- Spiegel's pretty tough too. And uh, I, I, I like the two of them together. I root for him. I, I admit I'm biased. They're on the Mac tree. They both were former interns. Spiegel in 94 or 95 and Parky Parksy in uh, 07 I like, to listen to Hood and Kaplan on occasion. I like their producer, Shane Norling. I think he brings a lot to the party. I have found myself more interested in Waddle and Sylvie in recent years. I, they talk football. I like that. They're doing other stuff. They got the cat on for Barstool, uh, Big Cat. I, I know he's popular. Not my flavor. I'm elsewhere if that happens. But I think they all get high grades. Um, it's just a lot of what they do isn't for me. And they're hamstrung too, man. They're... They're thinking about everything they have. They say. They have to weigh every word. It's not a time that I envy them for the decisions they have to make. Sometimes you can, as I'm listening in my truck, I can see the thought bubbles, the word balloons above their heads saying, don't do it. Don't you do it. You don't want to get macked. And, uh, and you don't. Because um, you're better off with a check, even though the company that writes it is not real well off right now. And, uh, just so January 18th, the Jeff Agers column, it's worth a look. you You can find it on Twitter and, uh, find out where your favorite broadcasters rank. He did barbecue a few guys too. He took it to, uh, the Cubs, um, pre and post game host on marquee Cole, Wright. He took it to Lance Briggs. And here I go wanting to talk about fashion and sports broadcasting, but it, It's Lance Briggs. I can do that, right? He's a dude. Um, That outfit, woof. He wears some wild-ass outfits. And I'm okay with them. If everybody is in a wild-ass outfit, I always thought guys in a studio set, and there's a woman, Ruthie, on on the show, the driver. Um, They don't look like they're going to the same event. Wanstead looks the part, and I don't say that because I'm friendly with Dave, but he looks the part. He's well-dressed. Alex Brown. Sometimes is well dressed. Ruthie tries, and Lance Briggs is. I don't know what he's doing. In addition to not being able to make speech very well, and I think he's a great dude, but uh, not very good on the air. And he was one of the guys who took a hit. So check that out. Check out um, <laughs> check out Bet Rivers app and uh, figure out what you can do with ten grand for the big game if you happen to catch uh, catch. Lightning in a bottle on one of those squares on an insane game parlay. I got it right the first time, Dell, so don't make me re-rack it. Thank you for listening. Adam Delavitt runs the show. He's Baby Capone. My executive producer is the KC Wolf of Northwest Indiana, Sam Michael. And Randy Merkin and Alex Pastor and Troy Mocker are part of the crew that brings you the Danny Mac podcast. Thank you for listening. I cannot wait until we get together again. And if you haven't subscribed, Please do me a solid and do that. Stop just pushing play on my Facebook. I don't get credit for a subscriber if you don't click a button. I'm not asking you for an admission fee. Just click the goddamn button for an old guy. Thanks. I'm Mac. Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bett Rivers Network.